0: Foods.com. Betches Media presents. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge.
1: Slow the testing down.
0: Remove him from office.
1: No justice. No peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches SUP Podcast. Will you well, shut listen, up? Man. Listen.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sub Podcast. I'm Brian Russell-Smith.
1: And I'm Amanda Duberman.
2: And the Betches Sub Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends.
1: Which is us. New president, new Mike, Brian.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys might notice I sound a little better now. I have a microphone in my hand, as opposed to me talking at my computer.
1: I like the idea that just we have a new president-elect and your voice has suddenly become crisp and clear. (laughs)
2: <gasps> exactly so brian you um, were
1: not with us yesterday but uh, you have like we obviously want to hear your where were you story you had a pretty eventful saturday
2: yeah so my friend my best friend got married um in new jersey and so just like a preface it, at the bridal party got tested beforehand i was isolating beforehand etc etc i am now isolating again yes
1: he has been complaining about having to isolate so
2: yeah not about having to
1: but we can assure you brian looks like he's absolutely also
2: not with my dog and that is my least favorite place to be so you know um because my boyfriend didn't come to the wedding because he didn't want to risk it so he's with the dog um but you know what it is what it is and i am watching whatever i want and leaving my shit everywhere so there's Pluses and minuses on both sides. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yes. So I was at the wedding, and so I was in the bride's room, and we were all getting ready, and I had to bring like the flower lapel things, the corsages or whatever, to the groomsmen, and I didn't bring my phone, and I'm walking into the groom's <laughs> room, and I'm like, hey, and no one like was like, everyone was like very quiet. This was like as it was happening i was like why is everyone so serious in here they're all like looking at their phones or like one person was talking about something random i was like and then i get back to our room i look at my phone and i see all the texts from you guys
1: oh my gosh um,
2: and then i like was like oh my god oh my god and then my friend who was getting married she's like did you just see and i was like yes oh my god so we were all like screaming excited in the bride's yeah. room and then the groom's room was kind of quiet
1: <laughs> that's really funny you must have what did you think when you saw people were somber at a wedding i would have been like oh my god is he gonna leave her at the altar i think they got
2: over it i think everyone was like i was like very excited we were all very very excited and then we were like we wanted to like I was just, like, super, super, super... Maybe if I was in the other... Like, mm-hmm. if she was on the other foot, maybe I wouldn't have felt this way. But I was, like, just... Every, the atmosphere was so great. It was, the, you know, it was just really... It was it was nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now you're by yourself.
2: And now... But now I'm alone.
1: <gasps> all, all I have alone. is... All I
2: have is Vanessa Hutchins' Christmas movies to comfort me on Netflix.
1: I mean, that's not nothing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: something. That's something. What else have you been watching?
2: Um, What else have I been watching? Well... That that movie, um, The Impossible, about the uh, the tsunami in yeah. Thailand with Naomi Watts, I watched last night. I literally Christmas decorated, and in between <sighs> the two Vanessa Hudgens movies, I watched The Impossible just to like level me out. It's
1: like the opposite of a palate cleanser to like to like calm you down and chill you <laughs> out. It's like no, I got to get hyped so that the relief is even more gratifying. It's like yeah. having a new president after four years of Trump. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday we did a pretty celebratory episode. Today, back to business. It was so sweet. We had because I had been changing our um, ending recently to "until the end of democracy," and several people wrote in on Saturday. Like, I noticed you've been doing that, or "until the return." I've been saying "until into mm-hmm. the return," and a lot of people wrote in like, "So democracy is back, but you're still going to do the podcast, right?" Of course, we're not <laughs> going anywhere. <gasps> of course, yeah. Uh, unless there's a coup. So, yeah. is there going to be a coup? Let's discuss in yeah. america the united states 2020 we know today there are a number of legal challenges sort of bouncing around it's hard to keep track of them um but what you need to know is that they're all pretty non-threatening other than they just sort of are threatening the environment in which we are consuming news so want to clear some things up so you guys can do the same so trump's campaign lawyers have filed a handful of legal challenges to the results in battleground states from georgia nevada michigan pennsylvania These challenges range from claiming fraud happened when Trump poll observers went to the bathroom in Georgia. They think, you know, mass fraud, all 10,000 votes were cast in that and that that took them over were cast Mm -hmm. then. Or whether voters were disenfranchised by using Sharpies to fill out ballots. I think that one has been settled. Like, no, it's fine.
2: Yeah. Um, I wonder how well um, the Sharpie stock is taking to this news.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. How is Sharpie? How is there a second Sharpie gate?
2: Yeah, what are they talking about internally right now? Or like, oh
1: my god, I would. Love to know. <laughs> um, none of these are gaining traction, to be clear. And if they did, they'd be really unlikely to result in the change of an outcome. Remember that Florida in 2000, it came down to like 537 votes to prompt a recount. It has to be within a pretty small percent. Which in Georgia it looked like it absolutely could be, but still, Biden is leading in all of these states. That bring him way past two seventy, not even just to two seventy, by thousands or tens of thousands rather of votes. So these are not the margins where you're talking about how a bad legal challenge could absolutely change the outcome.
3: Mm-hmm. Um and George,
1: like I said, in Georgia, where margins are thin as Biden currently leads by like ten thousand votes. So this morning, the Trump campaign also sued to prevent Pennsylvania from certifying Joe Biden's victory. They have to do that by the end of the month. And Republicans in state houses in Pennsylvania and Michigan are challenging the results, calling for audits or subpoenaing election officials. Those are the ones that I want to watch the most carefully because these are the ones that appoint electors um, in January. But when we had Ben Sheehan on the podcast, he said that they would have had to pass laws to change how that could happen before the election. But he has been raising some concerns on Twitter this week to watch that closely. Um, And yeah, just watch, watch your state houses, watch your local leaders. But I don't know, Brian, this is weird. I mean, we knew that these legal challenges were coming. We knew it. Um, but I'm still surprised by just how committed Republican leaders across the country are to undermining the results, whether just verbally or whether they're just taking actions like all over the place.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is shocking. And it's shocking because it isn't a close race, you know, thank God. Um, and it's just frustrating because had I we've said this before, we're saying it again. Had it been a normal election, we would have known Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, he won Michigan by over 100,000 votes. That's fucking yeah. crazy. crazy. And had we known all of this on election night, it would just be kind of laughable because we'd be like, oh, we clearly mm. won. But I feel like, but they also put us in this position because they held up the vote counts. So it would take a while. And then they can challenge it. Why is it taking so long? It's because you motherfuckers made it take it that long. So I don't know. And it's just, it brings me back to like this whole idea of, representative democracy and how this is not one and you know f- we four hundred four million, five million more people voted for joe biden that is a substantial amount of people
1: yeah the clapback um, that gets me more than anything on like social media when people want to troll us is when i'm like democracy this isn't democracy and people think they're so smart when they're like well america's a republic It's not a democracy. It's like, all right, sir, look at how this is working out and let me know if this looks like a government you wanna live in, if this is the will of the people when you have like a bunch of people in states gerrymandered like crazy, deciding that they might give their electors to somebody else.
3: healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too.
2: So 10 Republican attorneys urged the Supreme Court to hear a dispute over the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's ruling allowing mail-in ballots to be received up to three days after Election Day. Um, And then even Fox News yesterday cut away from White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany's false and unsubstantiated claims of election irregularities. And as of this recording, only four GOP senators have acknowledged Biden is the victor. Susan Collins, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, and Lisa Mikowski. However, I recently saw um, Senator Chris Coons on CNN, and he was talking about how in private um, that the like his Republican colleagues are like, tell Joe Biden congratulations from us. I just can't say it publicly yet. And it's like, what?
1: That's really um, interesting. I mean, that's what I was thinking about today. I was like... I bet Mitch McConnell is like, great. Now I just have to obstruct. Now Mm -hmm. I can go back to just passively being an asshole and preventing good things from happening. And he doesn't have to go out of his way to make terrible things happening. Maybe he's like, this is his ideal scenario.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, and also in a statement yesterday, Mitch McConnell, he threw his support behind the president who said he was 100 percent within his rights to challenge the outcome. However, but then in the same breath, he celebrated the Republican victories through the same vote count he deemed questionable. So, you know, what's up with the president? But, you know, the Senate and Congress are all good. Don't don't look too hard into those ones.
1: Right. Oh, hilarious.
2: <laughs> um, and on top of that, Georgia's Republican senators, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, called for the Republican secretary of state in Georgia to step down as a result of election irregularities. However, they did not cite any evidence for it. And then in response, the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensberger, who responded to the letter and said that he had no plans to step down. And he said, as a Republican, I am concerned about Republicans keeping the U.S. Senate. I recommend that Senators Loeffler and Purdue start focusing on that.
1: So that's an amazing response. I love that. Just like worry about yourselves.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Kelly, you um are like basically committed federal crimes this year selling off stock after, you know, Insider trading.
1: Yeah, allegedly. I like allegedly. Yeah, I mean, I took you know three days off. I took the weekend and our company day off, mm-hmm. and now I was like, all right, now I'm ready to go all in on the Georgia Senate races. Like, yeah, I, my life is going to revolve around how terrible Leffler is, and also Reverend Raphael Warnock is an incredible person. We would be this country would be lucky to have him in our Senate. So it's like, I was reading all these profiles about him yesterday. It's really not just a matter of like, she's awful, get her out. To have mm-hmm. this man who just like carries such a legacy for so many amazing things that happened in that state and happened in the African-American community would be, we would be lucky mm-hmm. as a nation to have that. Obviously, John Offs is great too. I keep saying, <laughs> we, can, we can get that terrible woman out and we can get like a cute guy in there yeah not Mm -hmm. that either of those things should matter but i don't fucking know what matters to people anymore so
2: i mean i i think that there's i think we've already have the ugly senators covered i think we now need some more hot senators and we are also losing one of our hottest senators to the vice presidency's office so um yeah some more hot people in the u.s senate for sure
1: luckily most of most of the people in california are are hot. I mean, they definitely need to cancel out the the Diane Feinstein. She can't. She I mean, she did run again when she was 85 for a 6-year term. Can you imagine being 85 and asking to keep your job for 6 more years?
2: Why do these people want to keep working? She is I also a multi 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 millionaire. She is extremely rich.
1: Really? Yes. I can see that. She has the vibe. She has like mm-hmm. Wealthy, wealthy woman, energy. I mean, obviously she's fucking hugging a maskless Lindsey Graham. Who do you think who is on your wish list for who do you think Gavin or, who do you think Gavin Newsom should appoint for that seat?
2: You know, it's hard to say I know we all love Congresswoman Katie Porter. Um, I don't know. state has I, like I,
1: the best congresspeople.
2: I don't know if that's going to happen, though, because she's bi- she's a bit progressive compared that's to. True even a Kamala Harris so I don't know if that's what the I don't because I'm sure Nancy and Chuck are going to be on the phone with Gavin Newsom
1: that's true
2: talking about yeah yeah I
1: wonder if they're saying different things like please keep Katie here it's like please we need yeah I think it should be either Karen Bass Mm -hmm. or Barbara Lee. We had Barbara Lee on the podcast, but the audio was so bad. We couldn't publish it as a podcast. So we published it as something else. And she was like the best person ever to talk to, but very exciting. I mean, I think California should definitely stay. I I love, I think Eric Swalwell will absolutely be a Senator eventually, Mm -hmm. whether it's now or later, but not, not really a bad pick. So that's so exciting. I mean, I keep getting waves of excitement when we think about like cabinet positions and, (laughs) and,
2: I know I do too. It's so funny. And it's so funny to see people be like, what do they do? Like Mitch McConnell said, they won't, they won't confirm any progressive Democrats to a cabinet position. And it's like, when was the last time the Senate confirmed any cabinet position? I know. (laughs) Can you like, like, like they like, Oh, the, the secretary of defense just got fired. Uh, Mike Espy just got fired, which is like one of the craziest things that's also happened this week that we can barely even touch upon. Oh my God. I know. But yeah, he was it's also, like a, he, even he was an acting
1: like half the Trump administration is temps. So don't tell mm-hmm. me don't tell us that, like, mm-hmm. we have to put moderate Republicans in all of all of these seats, especially when it's not like they are being very charitable at all. Um, some other things that are of concern happening in the background. So yesterday, Bill Barr, Bill Barr has entered the chat. Told federal prosecutors they could begin investigating allegations of voter fraud. He sort of tried to couch this by saying that they couldn't, they could only investigate serious claims. The issue there is that there are not serious claims right now. Um, so I'm not really sure what they're going to investigate. This is not usually something the Justice Department does. And the official who oversees investigations of voter fraud resigned immediately. He was like, I'm mm-hmm. out. Nope, we're not doing that. Also, um, the person who is in charge of basically signing the papers that lets Biden start planning his government is not doing that. So it's, that's illegal. I mean, the Trump administration has, is legally required to prepare for this transition to keep us safe. This is yes. important in all contexts, let alone a global pandemic that is getting worse in this country by the second. Just ineptitude and cruelty all around. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, what you were saying there—it's just—it's—it's all—it's along every plane of this. They haven't had a coronavirus briefing. they they, they have no plan for the economy. Every two weeks, there's supposed to be a health care plan to replace Obamacare, which the Supreme Court is talking about this week. Um. So there, and the the fact that they are not helping with this transition of power is very, very dangerous. We haven't had a functioning government for years we haven't had we have we've had a president who doesn't care about governing he cares about you know persona and tweets and um and then we have the the senate majority leader not passing bills not even taking up votes and we're just like what is the point of all why are you our elected officials so whenever like I, like, yeah. what is the government's, what are they, what are they, what is the job? That's,
1: maybe that's what they're saying. They're like, what transition? We didn't do anything. It, Joe, it's just yeah. how you left it. Just like, yes, we got rid of some things, but you'll figure it out. Like, you'll figure fi- out yeah. what pieces are missing.
2: All of the things that Joe Biden like needs is going to do, he can do himself, Like which is all things that Trump just signed Thank by God. executive order. I would have yeah. never
1: thought that that would have been. I mean, obviously, a, an asset of Joe Biden was his experience overall, but you never necessarily would have thought that that it was so important that this man had had nearly a decade working in the White House because nobody's going to show him like, yes. what to do. A genuine question I have that is not a joke is how are they going to sanitize it? If I were Jill, you see, Jill, whenever something happens, Jill, Dr. Joe Biden, she grabs her man and she pulls him away from it. There is no way she is letting the Biden family into that place until she is sure that it is sanitized. And I am genuinely curious. That's going to cost. They should take that out of Trump's salary.
2: Maybe they should. Yeah, they'll do like they, they'll do like an isolation period. The security we'll,
1: deposit. Hopefully,
2: yeah, hopefully Trump just disappears to Mar-a-Lago and doesn't return until he's being forced out by the Justice Department. Um, And he's just he's just an angry person on Twitter and who later his account gets suspended because he's no longer president and he's inciting violence. That is the dream. (laughs)
0: No more tension between craving meat, but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient packed plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out ImpossibleFoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I M P
1: O S S I B L E F O O D S.com. Speaking of COVID. So we had some good news on the COVID front yesterday. Um, Pfizer announced that its vaccine is 90 percent effective, which is I didn't know this until yesterday about vaccines. That's huge. Apparently, most of our vaccines are not 90 percent effective. Mm -hmm. They're like 50 to 60 to 70 percent effective. Um, I don't know the average, but I know that the flu vaccine is generally about 50 percent effective and you have to get it every year, which I guess makes sense. Seems like every year people are still getting the flu. But that's huge news. And that was met by with a chorus from pro Trumpers saying, oh, wow, how convenient that the day the first weekday after a new president, we suddenly have a COVID vaccine. Um, And interestingly, Pfizer is one of the few companies that did not take money from the Trump administration to be in this operation warp speed. Um, Just seems notable.
2: Yeah. I mean, just because they announced that it's effective and you know, it still has to be FDA approved. It still has to be distributed. It's not coming out the day after the election. (laughs) Just the, just the news that we may have a, a vaccine is very exciting and there's also another a bunch of other trials that still look promising as well so
1: yeah and i think this morning the fda gave um immediate approval or emergency approval for an antibody cocktail so there's definitely things happening and a president elect who is actually preparing to distribute medication and vaccines by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, yesterday, were working on this. Um, mm-hmm. They assembled a team of 13 experts to make up a coronavirus advisory board. Members include doctors and people whose last name aren't Trump. Amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Daily cases have exceeded 100,000 in recent days. The board also includes um, Rick Bright, who was the head of BARDA, and he was the whistleblower who basically raised concerns about the Trump administration's coronavirus pandemic response. Was fired, and the advisor Biden has hired him for the advisory board, which
2: I is love amazing. that.
1: I mean, I it's, a probably, that. it's probably it's probably a really good sign of like competence and truthfulness that you got fired from the Trump administration. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking for somebody who will tell you tell it like it is, and be smart about it.
2: It's pick, like pick the only the instance that's the only instance in a job interview where it's helpful to be have, have been fired.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, I was fired by
2: the Trump administration. You got it, man. You're hired.
1: <laughs> I know. And meanwhile, <laughs> did you see that also like Trump? I don't know if it's the campaign or the administration is basically telling people they're telling people if you start to look for new jobs, you will be fired. It's kind of like, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I got laid off while I was looking for new jobs once. And I was like, cool. Yeah. thanks yeah thanks for know, this money some unemployment yeah <laughs> <laughs> right uh, so much to talk about this week until the end of democracy i'm amanda duberman
2: i'm brian russell smith
1: and this is the betcha podcast uh,
3: The Betches SUP podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.